Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where, the, where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about us at horrormakesushappy.com. Uh, before we get started, a little information for you and the listeners. Here are your trigger warnings. We're going to be talking about horror movies, which can involve, involve anything, murder, rape, suicide, child abuse, F-bombs. There probably will be lots of cursing <laughs> in this call. Uh, so if you're not prepared for that, take care of yourself and come back when you're ready. Um, before we introduce today's guests, a few announcements. Um, we are going to have a change in format. Uh, no more no more polls for the episodes so we can do the um, uh, scheduled releases. Uh, gives our, we can give, uh, I'm sorry, I'm actually turning off my phone right now. I didn't realize I hadn't turned it off. <gasps> for sure. Yeah, no. Dude, I did that one time. I did that one time in an interview with Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh no! I was the I was Don't. the I was the asshole going like, "Hey, everybody, shut the stuff off!" And the minute he and starts speaking, forget. of course, my the dude I was working with called me, and my phone lit up in the middle oh. of the interview. Oh, was it even like the default ringtone too? Yeah, dude, I was completely. He just kind of he kind of right. side eyed me. He's like, "Oi, mate!" I was gonna ask, beer, so it wasn't right? person. So you, <laughs> and so I was like, "Yeah, I do like, need a beer really? now because I just fucked all your <laughs> right." So that was our guest. <laughs> who, who we'll introduce in a second. Before we get to that, <laughs> on the schedule coming up, we've got Tim Ritter, uh, producer, writer, director, best known for the Truth of Dare series, High Death, and Earth Girls Are Sleazy, and Jeff Burke, who's the editor of Bizarro Magazine, among other things. Love them. Yep. And uh, also a quick reminder to check out our shirts and sticker designs on our merch page, uh, again, at horrormakesushappy.com. So our guest, Mr. Chris Polidoro. Uh, How you doing, Captain? FX artist. Well, and yourself. Uh, FX artist and actor, best known for his Night Falls, Halloween at Aunt Ethel's, and Unearthed. Um, is there anything you want to plug before we get into the interview? Uh, Dead Meat um, by Philip Cruz. And... Um all the stuff I worked with Marcus Cook, who uh, Stephen Byro as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who was it that was actually? In, I think uh, he was the one Dead Meat. Hmm? Sorry, I, I asked that. Uh, who was it that was in Dead Meat? Just, Ron Jeremy. There you go. Mm. You I know, that out there. Point you of contention now is heard it? of the title like oh, and also there's this guy named Ron Jeremy in it. You may have heard. Of yeah, that. right. <laughs> <laughs> that was directed by that was directed by Philip Cruz, and um, that was a, that was a long time ago. So. Yeah, I heard he's uh. He incarcerated. Yes, this was pre. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Womp womp. So in this uh, (laughs) in this interview, we'll be asking three sets of questions covering your childhood, teenage years, and adulthood to do sort of a psychological profile. I was going to say it's the therapy session, man. Uh, There's the next line. (laughs) It's not meant to be a therapy session. So if there are any questions you don't want to answer, just say you'll pass, and we'll move on. Um, and the idea is that if we interview a lot of people in the horror business, we can maybe find some common themes or maybe some un, some uncommon ones would be cool too. So let's start with childhood. What were some of your earliest memories of scary things? Well, I was actually, um, I was terrified as a kid of the, um, monsters in my closet, monsters under my bed, monster, my brother pretending to be a monster, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. My, old, my older brother, you know, he would mess with me all the time. and um my father actually uh, introduced me to watching well, what we would on Saturday afternoons, like most kids at my age mm. uh, would watch like creature feature. And yeah, stuff like there that. it is. I knew that's where you're going with that. Dr. Paul. Yeah, of course. Of course. Come on, man. You know, 
and I was fascinated. I was absolutely fascinated with him. Uh, I didn't know why at that time, but um, it was it was a way when I started doing special effects it was a way to become one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, hmm. it's like if you can't beat them, join them, right? Kind of deal. Yeah. And he was like, "Don't worry, it's all fake." Here's and he handed me um a book called uh uh. Uh, Hollywood Monsters or something like that. Oh, cool. It was Dick Smith's makeup book on how to make yourself into a Frankenstein or all the universal monsters like Frankenstein, werewolf, stuff like that, Dracula. And uh, that's where my love came because I realized that I could actually change. You know, so that was that was my uh, my first formative years making my sounds friends. like you get a. Sounds like you got a cheat code. <laughs> well, you know uh, what, man? Hey, why not? Eh? And uh, what I would do, not even like during just Halloween, but year round would like, you know, make like a haunted porch or something like that and have make my friends miserable by putting uh, makeup on them and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, and learning. And, you know, I was such a puppy at the time. I was like, you know, using like I didn't have spirit gum, so I used honey. Mm hmm. And, <laughs> works. Nope. and you know, like making them into like the mummy and stuff like that. And you know, they came over to hang out and they were left miserable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if any of these friends actually went on to have a, a professional career now that I'd say that prepped them for it because, you know, the most well, common thing one for would think, blood is right? syrup, Most so. of them, most of my immediate friends did not, but a couple of my friends are now in LA and um, my friend Corby Holland, uh, when I do acting, and my friend Stephen Bridgewater is actually in LA doing uh, production and uh, cinematography. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You know, they, they get the caro syrup treatment with being covered in sticky, sweet, hey, well, nastiness yeah, nowadays. Much, just like, yeah. yeah, it's just like the honey back in the day. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> honey and oatmeal. Good, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <clears throat> so what spurred you to get into this at such a young age? Like, well, I had, something- a, I had an older brother um, okay. who was five years older than me, and we used to make stop-motion animation movies nice. like on 8mm, like Super 8. Uh-huh. It's an old you know, film camera. Mm-hmm. So we would take our Star Wars figures and or uh, G.I. Joe's later on, because earlier it was just Star Wars figures, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know and, uh, and in a sandbox and just make them move around. Click, click, boom, click, click, boom, click, click, boom, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we started to um, realize the faster we were with our cuts, that uh, they would move smoother. And mm-hmm. so that was that was the beginning of it. And then we started to do stuff as special effects, like we'd use like dish soap for slime or firecrackers for uh squibs uh-huh. or explosions you know and would you do like sandwich bags full of blood and water or ketchup and water for the blood we did everything man <laughs> <laughs> anything anything we get our hands on you know hmm. i think we probably already have our answer <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry am i rambling right now am i right no, no, no just the opposite uh, uh, I mean, normally we have like an hour long call. Some of these calls have gone two and three hours with our guests about, you know, where it all started for them and, and trying to piece it back together. But like, this is the first five minutes and we already see that you've got a family relationship with your father and your brother. And you're like, Oh yeah, it's just something that we used to do, you know? Well, we were nerds, man. Come on. So maybe I should uh, instead focus on, 
the why horror aspect of it because you know you doing this stop animation with your brother it sounded like you were doing a little bit of um you know action type stuff which you would expect of a like, actually you know, it was a kid. it was actually um it started out as like um, my first stop motion animation film that i did was like a couple of star wars figures but mm. i had a swamp across the street from my house oh, right mm-hmm. not unlike where i live now i live in a swamp now too mm. but up in new hampshire we had this pond across the street and um so i was like that's a perfect that's a perfect example of you know of a, of a horror movie you know mm. and so they i'd have the vehicles right there by the edge of the pond and move the little characters around and then of course the monster came out of the, the water course covered mm-hmm. in dish soap looking like slime uh-huh. and it would attack them and then rip them apart and a bunch of red permanent markers or blood <laughs> on the characters yep, and stuff yep. and, uh, like, like some thread and cover it in red paint so it looks like muscle fibers right off of the severed limb yeah. exactly exactly no that's know? cool though it sounds like um you got into stop animation with your older brother and then just because there was this perfect setting of that pond outside your house that that may have kind of steered you towards horror that way because it's just like well this looks like a horror movie Let's do that. Well, actually, it started before that. Is um, okay. my dad had an old reel to reel, you know, and um, it was all Super Eight stuff, and uh, we had like some old, like uh, like I said, Universal films, you know, like Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. you know, and of course Bela Lugosi, you know, and all all the pops, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like what I would watch on an everyday basis on the reel to reel. Yeah. Yeah. He just put, he put the projector on and we put it on and we sit there and eat crackers and sausage and just watch the films. Man. Did it, so. did it have sound? Well, I guess no, no, there was no sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was eight millimeter. So yeah, there was no sound. Oh, no sarcasm. There, there actually was no sound. Wow. That's, that almost makes it creepy. I mean, the only sound we hear was, uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Pretty much. That was it. That was it. Yeah. It was just when you're talking about doing that, I'm like going back to being in school and hearing the the thing rattle off. I'm like, really? Yeah. So what the cool thing about that was in your head, you would come up with the dialogue. I mean, you could see them mouthing the words, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, like, um, what is like Sonic films where they have what they call titles where they come up and be like, "Mm, Cowboy is about to pick up the gun kind of thing. Title cards. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we did that ourselves. Huh? In our heads, you know, hmm. so it just drew it drew me right into um, the narrative of the film, and it got you more involved. I think, really, Instead yeah. Of you- I was going to say because then you can use your imagination, which is exactly broader than what's in there. Yeah, it's funny as we're sitting there talking about that. I just realized, you know, kids. I, God, probably from the last two generations, I don't know if they have ever experienced being in a classroom with a, a projector like that. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny, man. What's funny is that I actually, um, I went back to school and I had to take, uh, an elective. So I chose film, mm-hmm. which is normally a filled up class, you know, but I had this, I, I ended up sliding into it and not only did I ace it and destroy it because I, I, <laughs> I've been a student my entire yeah. life, you know, yeah. but it was cool because they started with like, um, they started with the silent films and I was cool. like, as, as part of the curriculum, right? You're like, so this is like, right up my alley. <laughs> like Lumiere, Kurosawa, or, or like, I'm like learning how the, 
the Russians did their films, how the Germans did their films, how, you know, America's did their films. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> let's go back to the why horror part of it, because sure. like we were talking about, uh, you know, your stop animations and probably starting off with your brother doing more action oriented stuff. Uh, but you said you decided there was one at least that you wanted to do that was horror uh, horror yeah. uh, related. Um, you mentioned that you were sitting there watching the creature feature stuff with your dad and he gave you the book, but what was it about horror that fascinated you in that direction as opposed to other directions you could have gone in? You know what I mean? Well, I think it was, it's an element of fantasy. You got to understand. I mean, a Clive Barker said it best. Um, when he's talking like like the movie Nightbreed, people would give him a lot of crap about it. And it was like, wouldn't you want to be the one that could fly? Hmm. Wouldn't you want to be the one that could do this or that or the other or change or whatever? And as a kid, I thought, you know, number one, being scared. You're like, you know, most kids are, you know. Uh, it's like, again, the whole, if you can't beat them, join them kind of thing. And then yeah, once, but once there you are went, other... Once you realize that there's a there's another story behind the monster, that's just the one that walks up and strangles you, like in the 1950s film. It's actually there's there's a backstory. There's there's a character there. There's a and so I, I'm I was really really uh, intrigued by what the background was. Why was he a werewolf? Why was he the Frankenstein's monster? Why was this happening? How did he become a vampire? That kind of stuff. And then so I really dove. I delved into it and, and, and read a lot and read a lot too, mm-hmm. you know, like Jane Eyre and stuff like that. And it's so like, there's always a monster in the attic, but why are they up there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Would you say it's like, I mean, you can, you can get the I same thing from sci-fi I have a very action. soft spot. I have a soft spot yep. in my heart for, you know, the monster characters. Cause it's like, you know, why is it? Somebody's got to eat too, right? <laughs> Do you have multiple older siblings or just the one? Uh, my older brother, I just have one older brother. I have a younger sister and uh, two younger siblings before that. So, I mean, after that, I mean, so my dad was very prolific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, my brother's a commander in the Navy and uh, my sister's a teacher. Cool. And I'm, you know, the dark spot. <laughs> <laughs> Every family's got to have one. Where I was going with that is it could go one of two ways. You know, you're saying having a soft spot. I was thinking either you were the youngest. And so now I'm the middle. You were the underdog or like you say, you know, being the middle or one of the older ones, you, you know, you're often taught to take care of the younger ones. Yeah. Um, Well, I did a little bit of that. Yeah. One of the older ones like Cthulhu. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> the ancient ones <laughs> well what i was going to say earlier when you're talking about the story behind the monster what mm-hmm. i was going to say is but again focusing on trying to focus on the why horror part of it is you know you've got villains in other movies you've got movies based on comic book heroes that have their stories of you know why did the flash become the flash why is superman superman right. or or why are those villains those villains um do you have any understanding of why horror monsters interested you more in maybe, you know, comic book villains or, you know, like be quite honest, man. Uh, I was, I'm always an underdog root for, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I actually root for the underdog in every, okay. in every endeavor. 
you know, because I mean, I'm from Tampa, so the Buccaneers just won. <laughs> we were crap. We were crap for you know 900 years. You know, so it's like I still got my creamsicle orange jersey in the, in the closet. You know, friggin' hated those. <laughs> I know, right? It was, when they changed colors, I was like, awesome, and maybe we'll win something once, right? And we did, and then we did again. We win the How Super cool Bowls. I mean, it took Tom Brady to help us out, but right. either way, point my my original digs was in New England, and mm-hmm. you know before I moved down to Florida in '86. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you missed out on that, and no, nah, <laughs> like, I didn't. Nah, no, nah, not at all. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Tampa's 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 my my team, but either way, sideways, sideways. Um, mm-hmm. No, um, horror always. It, it, I think it was more fantasy that I was intrigued by. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did. Um, I mean, I love the scary stuff when I was a kid, but my brother also got me like into the Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that and taught me to use my imagination, you know, and that kind of stuff as far as, and in a sense, I mean, it's, it's got a bad rap for some reason, but it taught me more vernacular and, uh, I didn't know words like charisma and polymorph and dexterity and stuff like that. At that, at that mm-hmm. age, I was a very, I right. was young. I was very young. I was like, you know, seven, Yep. Right, you know, then I got into it, and all of a sudden my vocabulary jumped up like ten levels. Yep. But it also made me read more, mm-hmm. and then I got into you know Poe, mm-hmm. you know Samuel Taylor Coleridge, you know Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, and stuff like that, and all right. kinds of crap. You know, I was just like, I was like, wow, there's whole other worlds out here, you know, in 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 literature, and that right. led me right into the horror, you know, and then I. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe is very, very wordy, you know? No. <laughs> it's like, dude, you took a page to say you ate a piece of bagel, man. What's up? Dude? <laughs> it's like, God, it was a very dang, good man. piece of bagel. <laughs> he described, he described every molecule, you know? <laughs> I dig him. Were you, I'm not were crapping you reading on him. that. Were you yes. reading Edgar Allan Poe like in teenage years or like? Oh, well, younger than that. Younger than that. Huh? Yeah. Nice. Like eight years old. Seven or eight. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had an older brother, so he was just feeding me True. stuff. So I was cool, you know? I, I'm i with you on that boat, although I was the eldest. Um, I don't know why. I must have seen something Poe related and liked it because I remember they gave me for Christmas one year, my birthday or something, they gave me an Edgar Allan Poe book when I was. Was it The know, Raven or something? In, no, it had a collection of stuff, but I was in like third grade at the time. I mean, like. This is fine. Anyway. Yeah, dude, check this out, man. This is a fun fact. I was at um, I was at a Dragon Con in Atlanta. That's a convention in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. That's like a horror movie and fantasy gaming and all. Kinds Whitman of stuff. knows it well. I missed. Oh, okay, Con. right on. We may have crossed paths. Yeah, bro. it's possible. Probably if you've uh, ever seen a, somebody walking around in a typhus suit. Uh, okay, right on. Yep, yep. Before cosplay was cool, right? Oh yeah, way before. <laughs> No, not really. It was, it was the last like. I, I worked. I worked for. Uh, I worked for a comic book warehouse. Um, and then I. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Go ahead. Did you Sorry. really? Huh. Yeah, uh, up in New Jersey. Uh, okay, right on. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, and then I worked. Then I worked for uh, a company called uh, Liberty Hobby Distributing, and we did mm-hmm. like magic cards, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, models and trains, Lionel, all kinds of stuff like that. I'm throwing out names. Sorry, <laughs> brands. Mm-hmm. I apologize, but either way, we sold everything to every hobby shop in the world. And mm-hmm. so we had a table 
every year at Dragon Con. Mm. So we they would send like four of us up there to rep. But as we all know, conventions are pretty much just hurry up and wait to the party afterwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's all like, you know, nerdy, 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 boom, drunk party. Idiot party. <laughs> <laughs> One of my so, favorite things at Dragon at, Con, man. At, at Dragon Con, I, uh, I thought that's Angus, all Dragon Con Angus, was. Yeah, it's, it's all shrimp party. from um, <laughs> Angus shrimp from uh, what do you call it? Uh, the uh, not the almond, but uh, the Marriott. Angus, Angus shrimp. Oh, oh, Angus shrimp from the um, tall man from uh, shit, Phantasm, Phantasm, Phantasm. There it is. <laughs> How'd I get there before you? I I just woke up, man. Come on, Same here. I'm on second. You gotta, <laughs> give, you gotta give me a ten second lead, dude. You gotta give me a ten second lead. Uh, no, did you he, meet Angus read, at uh, Dragon Con? Yeah, he he spoke he spoke the entire Raven verbatim. No shit, like he was like on stage, like he was so theater, you know, theater. Yes, and uh, yeah, he he recited the entire Raven, and I was I was in awe. I was like, that's how you do it, folks. Right? You know, I was like, that dude was committed. A lot of people that like that. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, going back to the comic book thing just for a second. uh, Sure. Have you ever heard of Passaic Comic Book Store? Passaic. No, Paseic. I'm not. Passaic. I'm not familiar. Maybe you weren't a big comic book nerd, but do you ever remember back in the... Okay, so the, the ones from the 70s in the middle, they would have the double yellow pages with comic book, comic book ads? Yeah, and you could actually like send in like... Yes, that was, Paseic, that was the Passaic Bookstore. Oh, right on. I had no idea. Yeah. Where Neither was did located? I until I worked there, and then they told me that, and I was like, "Oh no, shit!" <laughs> Where was that located? New Jersey, Passaic, Okay, New Jersey. well, I'm from There's Flemington. I was born in Flemington. I don't know where okay. that is. I, you know, I moved out of there when I was like four for New Hampshire. I vaguely know the area. I was only there for a couple of years. Uh, I think it's north. I think it's northwest. Yeah. Northwest Jersey or something. I don't know. Okay, you know who you might recognize this name, but uh, I've actually reached out to him to try to get hold of him. Do you remember a, a, there was a store, but he also has a, a convention up there called Chiller Theater? Stephen Barrow? Does that ring a bell? No. Um, oh, crap. What's his name? Kevin? Shit. I can picture his picture his face in my head, but I, I, I want to say it's Kevin, but I can't think of his last Does name. Does he have like something obscure, like, um, well, mostly like overseas? Or I don't like know. That and- I don't know. I wasn't really into horror at the time, um, but they had a shop downtown in the city that I lived in, Rutherford, New Jersey. Kevin Plymouth. And he also sold comic books, which I was into at the time. So I used to go don't down there for all? comics. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to get kids in the store. Yeah, right. Uh, they've got a website. I reached out to him, but I, I'd just throw it out there because it'd be funny if you also knew him. Hmm. <clears throat> there's a there's a likely chance I do. Very but possible. Is it not uh, you said like it on a regular Kevin talking Steve's. basis, but like in passing, you know, we see each other at events. If, if I do know this individual, but either way, there's a you when you get in that get in that circuit, it's all like, hey, hey, buddy, hey, what's up? You know, like one time a year, you meet up with a bunch of friends, and then boom, they're gone. And then yeah. Yeah. next year, you come back and you run into them again. Yeah, you know. Just googled it. It's Kevin Clement was his name. I kept okay. trying to say that he's on our list. I went to our website. <laughs> I know, I know. He's in the background, like he's like, dude, I got you, bro. Come on, here, here it is. <laughs> I wrote it on the paper, Team Ramrod. 
Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. Steve, what right, got so, you into horror, man? Uh, if you want that, you can listen to our, our my interview. <laughs> okay. But, uh, Fair enough. Uh, so we won't, we, we won't retract some stuff. <laughs> uh, nutshell it. There's only certain types of horror that I enjoy, uh, yeah. particularly um, like the Cthulhu and SCP and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not metaphysical um, power is greater than life type of thing. So you're um, a string theory horror guy. I don't know about string theory, but yeah, I don't know. It, it just reminds me of something that I've learned along the way in my life, which is that I have the right to be here just as much as anything else in the universe. And so, you know, faced with something that powerful, it's like, okay, well, fine, whatever. You're going to kill me, but my atoms are still going to be here. You, you know, whatever. But that's a whole different topic. Oh, dude, um, I'm on your eyes. So on your cape right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following you, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. So coming back to you, though. So root for the underdog. Uh, yeah. You like the characters. Yeah. Um, there was a question I asked a little while ago that I, I think we kind of diverted from but i had asked you know was there something in particular that attracted you to towards horror monsters as opposed to like villains and other kinds of movies yes absolutely um again the empathy with the monster and mm. this is why i have an akin or i mean uh uh affinity for anything guillermo del toro because we kind of had a the kind of same. Um, not that I'm in the league as he is, but uh, mm-hmm. I grew up the same way. He, he grew up the same way as I did. Mm-hmm. We're terrified of what's in the dark, and then when you sit down and be like, you know what, I'm in the dark. Everything should be scared of me. Mm-hmm. Kind of what Guillermo did when he was in the crib, scared of going to the bathroom because when he was a baby, he didn't want to walk across the carpet. Cause he's all he saw was like little fingers crawling up, you know, from the shag carpeting. He imagined they mm. were like little alien fingers and he was terrified. And he looked at that and it said, if you let me go pee, I'll be your friend forever. <laughs> and he made, he made <laughs> he, this is him. This is him. Not me. This is him. He right. was like, that was his story. He was like, he, he just came to grips with it. He's like, you know, if I can't, fight you i'm gonna you know at least be your friend mm-hmm. right and then he's been peeing well ever since <laughs> <laughs> these are his words man i didn't make this up you can quote him man you know it's like but i was like dude he gets it because when i was a kid i was so terrified of you know of monsters under my bed i had a i had a um a nightmare of there was a witch underneath my bed Mm-hmm. With a trap door, right? Mm-hmm. I used to call her the candy cane witch because it was, I, I imagined there was like a room striped with red and white and a big pot belly stove. And I thought she was going to steal me and cook me. So I would surround myself with stuffed animals. And uh, when I wake up in the morning, some of the stuffed animals were on the floor. I'm like, miss that boat. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> miss me, bitch. What's up? <laughs> I had kicked him off the bed naturally, of course. Of course, but yeah, I, but of course I thought there was that creepy hand that would come up from underneath. Stephen King, Stephen King, in so much, still covers his feet when he goes to sleep because he's worried about something grabbing his feet, like a monster. Mm-hmm. It, it, so it's like that childhood fear of um, being isolated, you know. And 
it's just it's just funny is that you know the guys that are creating nightmares well literally mm-hmm. right uh still are still the same scaredy cats that they were when they were kids dude mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty funny did you have any other scary dreams when you were a kid yeah dude totally like uh what? here's what's messed up man uh after i saw like creep show mm-hmm. which you know savini did all the makeup on that and um like dawn of the living you know so dawn of the dead and stuff like that i had um nightmares of like zombies and stuff you know and something things coming out of the ground you know i would say grave because that's a, too easy no, but mm-hmm. like things popping out, you know, like hands popping and, out of the floor, and, like thriller. The way exactly. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my fi- favorite visual. It's like the hand pops up, da, 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 <laughs> like preacher of the black goon shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, what I did was is I flipped it. I got so tired of running in my nightmares that I just turned around. I'm like, all right, I'm on your team now. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> I joined them. In and that's what, that's what. That's what. That's what. Yeah, I did. Yeah, totally. How did so that I, go? I just stopped and like, like you know, was it like a lucid dreaming kind of thing? I'm, I'm like on the, you know I'm on the winning on team, dream and so you can just join their side, like make that decision. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a weird syndrome or something, but that's what I did. Yeah, no, no lucid dreaming is where you have control of the dream, sort of conscious. There's a part of your conscious mind that's somehow awake and realizing that you're dreaming, so you can guide it. I was scared into joining them. <laughs> <laughs> so what, kinds of things, so what kinds of things were you doing on their side? <laughs> Nothing, man. I was laying down in my PJs, dude. <laughs> I was like, I mean, in your dreams. Oh, just running around with the rest of them. That's pretty much it. No, you know, just scaring uh, people uh, uh, eating people, eating people, <laughs> you know, as you do with, along with them. Yes, we're just yeah. watching them do it, man. Come on. I'm not going to not share a meal. <laughs> one should be a good host right you gonna finish that (laughs) exactly (laughs) i mean come on (laughs) Uh uh-oh this is gonna tank me (laughs) (laughs) i'm just wondering like how far the dreams went in terms of no man no it was actually more just fantasy it was like you know sometimes you could hop hop jump fly or you know I guess I'm also intrigued because I'm thinking stop of myself as a child. I think it was stop being attacked. It was kind of was a thing. It's like you join them. Right. Now you don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, you're like, hey, cool. We can do whatever we want. We got the run of the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to think of what the payment was because, you know, that doesn't come free. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't, I haven't run into that yet. Maybe this is it right yeah. now. <laughs> Own your sins, Chris. <laughs> right. Slight left turn. Have you ever had, or did you have anything in your childhood happen in real life that actually terrified you? Uh, I got attacked by a dog, man. I was, that, uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. I yep. was actually, uh, my neighborhood had a, a peat bog with the pond I was telling you about that I used to do the Super 8 stuff with. And around the corner, there was uh, some woods, and my brother and I used to walk through there to go to um, a hobby shop of all places. Eh. And um, there was a, uh, there was, you know, are you familiar with the flower lady slipper? It's a, um, I've heard of it. It's a very rare, it's a very rare flower. And uh, they were growing in this, in this, in this wood. Right. And so we were there and I was like, I looked at it and he's like, I was like, man, I'm gonna take that home to mom. And he was like, 
Don't pick it. It's bad luck. And the minute I picked it, this fucking dog. Sorry, I said fuck. Um, this this you're, dog, you're this dog came out of nowhere. Was off. It was like a junkyard dog, right? Mm. And came screaming at me. And my brother I had to beat him off with a stick, you know. And it horrified me. And then I saw Cujo. I was like, holy Jesus, that's exactly <laughs> what I ran into the other day. And I was like, I was like, okay, there's a four back to this shit, you know. <laughs> Right? Something's going on. It's funny because, like, but I, I, I literally like, picked the flower, and this dog ran at me after he told me that it was bad luck to pick the flower, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, right." Moral story: man. Never like, pick what? orchids. It, uh, orchid is is it a form of an orchid? It is. I looked it up. Yes. Okay. Well, it looks like a nutsack. So. It kind of does look like a nutsack <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little green or purple nutsack. <laughs> it does. I was like, at least this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. My brother's like, don't pick it, it's bad luck. And then I got attacked by a dog. Yep. So do you have uh, an existing <laughs> fear of flowers now or dogs? <laughs> <laughs> no, I embrace them. <laughs> That's how you do it, man. <laughs> yep. If you're scared of something, run at it and embrace it. <laughs> right. I was going to ask if you dressed up for Halloween, but you said, really, you were doing uh, Halloween stuff year round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more stuff around Halloween time or like better stuff? I get hit up. A lot, you know, it's uh, people want makeup and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I do it pro bono because I want everybody to enjoy the, the, you know, the event. Yeah, I mean, that's now we're we're still talking about like uh, childhood times. So like, did you dress up for Halloween as as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Did you have a favorite costume? Um, My, well, my favorite attempt was doing Frankenstein Mm -hmm. where I took like a, a milk jug and I cut it. So it was kind of like a rectangular form over my head, yeah, and then I right. covered it, you know, in latex, and then um, what, lamb fur, okay, and uh, did the scars on my face and stuff like that. That's I, pretty impressive. What age crap, was this? Seven. Jesus, nice. Are you doing vacuum form at seven? Look at that. <laughs> I know, right? I wish I had a. Well, I could have just had a heat gun. That would work too, yeah. but you know. But no, that's uh, it was that it was all because of that book my dad brought me back uh-huh. from Dick Los Smith. Angeles, man. Dick Smith's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Monster makeup, yeah. How about least favorite costume? Uh least favorite costume that I did was for a um haunted house in um Kissimmee, Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. I was working on an event. It was actually my first pro gig where I got pro being I got paid. That's it. But this but not in your childhood. We're focusing on childhood here. Okay. Least favorite costume in childhood? Not a one. <laughs> I, loved, I loved them all. I loved them all. N.A. I, I would <laughs> not, actually, not my, first, my, first, my first real costume was uh, the old uh, plastic, you know, what was those masks? That ben, Ben something, Ben Nye, not Ben Nye, but. That's right, Ben. The, the company, right? Yeah. You know, yep. you had like you had like you had Luke Skywalker or the Princess Leia or the Chewbacca or C three PO. Even though you had a plastic the ma- uh, face mask, there was a picture of the person's face on your chest. Exactly. Yes, you <laughs> right. got it. Naturally, I w- I went for the devil, and yeah. um, okay. I was ready to go trick or treating, but my mom was like, "Oh, I got to get ready and all that stuff like this," and uh, we had a chain lock on the door. And uh, my first memory of really trick-or-treating is that I, I went out trick-or-treating with the devil mask on and my pitchfork. And then 
classic pitchfork, you know? Yep. But I didn't have anything else on. <laughs> I was totally fucking naked. I was buck naked walking around knocking on my neighbor's door like give me candy it's like, here's a naked devil here's a naked devil hanging in front of their they're like okay and they're like calling my mom and she's in the shower and she doesn't even know none the wiser and I was like walking around the block <laughs> buck naked with a devil mask on a pitchfork so yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> There's pictures. <laughs> nice. picture the wife, when they like, would question me, I would always do was husband, like, when they, when they would question me, like, There's what are you doing right now? And I'm like, I would do the Fonzie thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a devil Fonzie. So that's, that's the fucking truth, man. Oops, sorry. Nice. <laughs> So I would say to wrap up the childhood portion of the segment. Oh, uh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Uh, to wrap that section up, we would definitely say horror definitely made you happy as a child. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yes. For a it was, actually, of- like I said, it's um, a lot of uh, there's some characters or actors that were in the genre that don't they're, they're not comfortable with the fact the word is horror. It's more like fantasy you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying i'm cool with horror you know and they're like well horror means it's something revolting and i'm like yeah you know that's, yeah. What I'm, that's, what <laughs> that's I'm the good part feeling, you know focusing on on that part of it was there any appreciation for, for that in your childhood yes every day talk about that part of it what where did that come from i don't know um a disassociation from um you know, reality or normal, not reality, but like a normal everyday and day stuff. You see, if you're, you know, encapsulated in everyday things, you know, you tend to just take them for what they are, you know? And then when there's something digresses from that, that's when you like, you start to take notice. You know, you could, Hey, you could do this or there's elves or trolls or fairies or whatever, you know? But I mean stuff like blood and guts and uh Well my mom my mom is a was an orthopedic nurse and she had all kinds of medical books and I used to read them ad nauseum looking at like decubitus ulcers and stuff like that and bed sores <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Which okay. which fed my which fed my attraction to uh using that in my art. And you know, it was like there's more going on than you know, kind of thing, you know? Everything is it's just bells and whistles and roses, you know what I'm saying? There's, you know, there's well, actually, but, there's, but there's, hang on. So, but describe that. So why would there be an attraction to using that kind of stuff in your art? Uh, because it's, there's another part of life that is not showcased. You know, everything isn't just pretty. Cause if you look at that time, if you were watching TV, everything was like well lit, pretty, mm-hmm. Happy families, stuff like that. But I knew at that time when my mom came home from work that she had to deal with all this jazz of you know kids with you know debilitating sorry stuttering my tongue here debilitating diseases and stuff like that. Mm. You know, and I knew that there was more going on. Reality. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So. It kind of woke me up a little bit, man. 
Was there anything? Uh, there wasn't like I didn't. I never went to sleep going, man. I'm going to jerk off to this cubitus ulcer. No, no I never did. <laughs> no, it's not that. No, I don't mean it that way. But I was thinking maybe, for example, if, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not saying it's true for you, but like for example, if if one one or both of your parents were of the type of personality that they instilled in you a belief of I'm trying to find the right words for this, but you know. <laughs> But respecting reality and, and being honest about reality, you know, if, if you're, if you felt that your parents instilled that kind of belief in you, then it would make sense if you then expounded well, on that in your own behavior. Absolutely. Absolutely. My father is, you know, he's a, he's a biologist, you know, mm-hmm. my mother nurse and my father always instilled me to question everything. He's like, you know, why is this happening? What did you just do? When you put vinegar and baking soda together, it makes a volcano. Why is that happening? Not mm-hmm. just the, you know, the, the performance of it happening, the actual mechanics of what's going on. What actually happened there? Well, this interacted with something else, and next thing you know, pow, a chemical mm-hmm. reaction, and it does this stuff. Or how to make an emulsion or something, you know, where you're mixing water and oil two things that don't like each other why don't they like each other and how can you make them like each other like making a vinaigrette you know mm-hmm. and uh so he, he he taught me to question stuff you know and uh my mom was like well here's all the idiosyncrasies of what's going on in this stuff you know as far as you know diseases and stuff like that so all right um Let's move forward. What were some of the um, what were some of the scary things that impacted you during your teenage years? Werewolves. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like any particular werewolves? Like we're talking like uh, American Werewolf in London or like the classic Lon Chaney. Shout out to Rick Baker. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter. You know. Mm-hmm. No. Um. In my in my teenage years, actually, actually, in my in all reality, my. In my teenage years, it was uh, human violence. That was because I started seeing human violence, which was a reality. You know, um, we're all familiar like on with the news on TV or something, or yeah, yeah, that and and, and in personal space. Uh, I don't want to get too personal, but what do you mean? Well, I went to a school um, in the projects mm-hmm. in Tampa, and um, stuff would pop off. Like that, you know, got it. It was would just be sitting there, and all of a sudden, you know, one person starts running. Next, thing you know, the whole lunchroom's running. It's like, what's going on? And then, you know, Billy's got okay. a gun, or someone's got a knife, or this, that, the other. So, yeah, so that was pretty horrifying. Schoolyard scuffles, plus a little. Well, extra. it was weird because, man, when I I came from New Hampshire at twelve, and um whole nother world when i moved to tampa yeah mm. not that tampa's bad i'm not shitting on tampa anyway she i love it i do <laughs> well either way you know when you're a seventh grader you know in the projects coming from lily white new hampshire you know mm. it was, it was, uh, was a it bit was of a, a change cu- for you culture shock yeah a little, culture bit, shock. A little bit i learned real quick like one year later, I went back up to visit my friends in New Hampshire because, you know, shared custody. I went up to uh, back to visit my dad and back in the hometown. I was like, 
They're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, what's up? And they're like, gee, you're kind of aggressive, bro. I'm like, no. Nah. I was like, Dude. my tiny ass has got a, an attitude at that point. But it was all learned, you know. Right. It was a product of the environment. Yeah, I moved around a lot when I was a kid. I've lived in Were Milwaukee. Were you a military family? No. Well, my dad was in the service, but he got out when I was like two or three years old. But sure. um, I've got family in a number of different places. And so I lived in Milwaukee, Chicago, Philly, Jersey, outside oh, sure. New York, uh, down in Florida. And what was your favorite? Different places for different things. Heard. Um, but you know, some of the schools I went to were rougher than others and others were lighter than others, but, uh, there's definitely lessons to be learned. And, and a lot Dude, of that was, a, that was the most gentle way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> you could have said a whole I I heard volumes behind every one of those because <laughs> I'm like I'm winking at the microphone going I know yeah. <laughs> and you know it's kind of funny rougher, some are gentler <laughs> you know it's funny that like for <laughs> me the school the middle school I went to in uh, well and the elementary school that there, there are a couple different schools I went to that were like right on the border between a good neighborhood and a bad neighborhood. And so yeah, those, were, are the, those are my favorites. It's the most tumultuous. Uh, it's a DMZ. <laughs> well, it's like, there's not supposed to be combat going on here, but the, there is. Well, where, I'm, where I'm going with this is the funny thing was for me, uh, middle school and elementary school, it was like that. But when I went to high school in Philly, it was completely different because there it was well it was also a much larger school it was like five thousand yeah, kids but it was probably pretty clicky at that point right you know it was but here's the thing so in 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 the school in philly instead of picking on anybody everybody just respected everybody because you didn't know what group each person was part of because you couldn't know any everybody in a school that had five thousand kids Right, and so the default was to respect rather than to, and I think that has a lot to Dude, do. That's with so the, prison. <laughs> well, prison rule. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but hey, but seventh grade is a uh, seventh grade is like the you know the warriors. It's exactly. like come out and, and play. You know, and everybody's <laughs> everybody's trying to figure shit out. When you get to high school, we're like we got to figure it out, and uh, we're already in our own clubs. You know, so there you exactly. Go. <laughs> That's where I was going to go with that. Is there's a you know childhood development. There's that before you get to high school. There's definitely a lot of violence, it's, it's not necessarily madness. physical violence, but yeah, there's mental and physical cruelty. <laughs> Dude, in, I would go back there in a heartbeat, dude. I'd love it. As a child or as an adult? Oh. As a, as a, well, that would be weird if I went back there as now, but no, as a child, hell yeah, Set dude. straight. Like, What's up? <laughs> Sit down! <laughs> Smack him. Like, no. My monkey bars, bitch! Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, um... So let's go back to the werewolves for a second. Cause you sure. know, like we're talking fair um, uh, fantasy versus reality. Obviously yeah. there's different things there that can be scary for different reasons. Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's pretty much obvious what was scary about the human part of it, but what, what about the werewolves? What, what, what did you got going on over I was there? Attr- I was attracted to um, that mythology you know, lycanthropy and all stuff like that, because I was like, wow, you could change this up. The like, 
give it hell for one night and come back and, you know, whatever. I think it was an element of freedom, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Not the murder stuff, but the, you know, well, yeah, do what you want. Just run or whatever, you know, do whatever you want for an evening, you know? So I was, at first I was scared because I was scared to get destroyed by a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, I don't know, once they bite you, man, you're on their team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that whole, uh, if you can't beat them, join them thing again, huh? Exactly. You, you see the narrative that's going on from my childhood. It's like, if you're scared, if you're scared about something, join it. Do you remember either one of your parents or one of your siblings teaching you that, or is it? Do you think it's just something you picked up on your own? I picked it up on my own. Yeah. Okay. Well, my brother used to terrify me all the time because he was an older brother, so he would just mess with me. So right. I, figured, I was like, you know, just scare me in the dark. Or I'll be the beast in the dark. <laughs> so did you scare him? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, you know, and not in a harmful way or anything like that. No. I was just like, yeah. I'll make you jump before you make me jump. I'm dealing. Right. Get your back. Um, so as far as uh, stuff in like the horror business, you know, yeah. in, in your childhood, you mentioned things like Creature Feature and Poe. Um, sure. What did, what did you, what were some of your favorite things in your teenage years? Teenage years uh, was mo- actually the, the formative years before that was was mostly like old old school stuff, you know. Like, uh, but when I got teenage years, of course, it was all um, slasher mm-hmm. stuff. Era of the slasher because it was yeah, you because know, it was you know it was over the top and it was the extreme and it was the cool thing to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it was happening at the time. Well, yeah, I mean that's it was fed to us that way, but. Yeah. It, well, what they didn't do was feed us the classics. Like, of course, uh, there's no like, money in that. Well, the thing is, is that that's where all the art is. Yeah. It's the beginning of uh, a stairway to where the horror slasher began. Like, um, like Tom Savini did Friday 13th. And he was the first one to show, like, gangbusters of blood, buckets of blood, you know see the knife go in all kinds of stuff like that Mm -hmm. it was shock and nobody had done that before i mean there was halloween before that but they never really showed anything of course there was texas chainsaw massacre but that actually was never really showed any they never really showed anything friday the 13th was the first one that actually showed the carnage as it was happening Mm -hmm. there was a harpoon and so i was gravitated to that because i was intrigued because i thought you know Hey man, as a makeup artist mm-hmm. or, you know, want to make monsters. I also want to make things look real on camera. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of course, again, film is a visual media. Mm-hmm. So medium rather, Jesus. sorry. You know, so you have to see it. And then it, it, what it did was invoke a lot of emotions and the entire eighties was rife with, you know, I could kill you with a pair of scissors or a pencil or a, you're a corn or some stuff, <laughs> you know, right. it got ridiculous. Wait, you there know? was a horror movie where someone killed someone with an ear of corn. Wasn't it? Did, did yeah. They that's the uh, that's the uh, Stephen King. Uh, oh, fuck, was it sleepwalkers the movie about the with cats. the cat people? Yeah. With the yeah. ear of corn. Right in the ear. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it was. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. Stupid. Right. If I ever meet Stephen King, I'm like, dude, you let this pass in editing. How'd you not clip this out? dude? Seriously. 
Sleepwalkers is a, it's a guilty pleasure for me. It's, it's what are we it's at really a fucking stupid, clam bake, man? What's going on here? Yeah. Fucking kicker corn in the ear. It's like what? Yeah. It's I mean, it's funny. It's funny, but you know, you probably had to make uh, some decisions. I'll let you. Le- I'll, you can leave that in, but you got to take this out, right? I'm, yeah. God, if that was left in, what else wasn't? <laughs> uh, exactly. Well, yeah. Right. What was that? It is Hollywood. What was the name all? of that movie? It was. Um, I can't remember. Anyways, that's terrible. I'm a horrible person. But either way. <laughs> So what else? Uh, else jump out teenage, teenage wise, I started getting into more artsy films. Okay, like you what? know, art like uh, more art oriented horror films mm-hmm. instead of just the hack and slash. The hack and slash was cool; it filled my belly for a little bit, and then um, I was like, started to reach forward after that. You know, and I actually, I actually, I went backwards. So, um, in my teenage years, because I was like, I was looking for more how the process was moving forward kind of deal. So it was like, I have Hang this on a second. I, yeah, sure. Hang on a second. Uh, clarification. You'd mentioned this class that you took earlier that, uh, that went through the history of film. Sure. How old were you when you took that class? Uh, 38. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was much later. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I was. I was actually studying for a medical degree and uh, I had to take a elective and, um, all right. So childhood, it was the creature feature stuff that you were sure. seeing with your parents, Dr. Um, that kind of stuff. When I'm, you mentioned creep show, Dawn of the dead. So then in teenage years, it was slasher stuff. And then you said, then you started going back to the, uh, silent films. Okay. So you were actually doing the silent films, and and own. the black and white fifties stuff, you know, hmm. Twilight horror Zone. or or in general. Uh, well, all horror, anything I could get my hands on, horror oriented, like Twilight Zone and you know Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. You know, whatever. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. that wasn't even a TV show, but it was a comic book, you know. So I mean, it was a TV show later. Hmm. I thought the book came after this show. No, sir. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Tales from the Crypt was, you know, a comic book way beforehand. Yeah, like That's why they made it. 50s. I'm doing a quick Google search. Look up the Crypt Keeper, man. One of the coolest models ever. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with that, but for some John reason. John Kassir does the voice for that. Yeah. He's on our list, actually. Ah, dude, he's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so what made you interested in going back to silent films? Because that's not, that's not something that most teens would probably be interested in. Well, it was because, um, the, the way they tell a story, it wasn't, they, were, they had no sound, right. Mm-hmm. Obviously silent. Um, so everything was emoted on film, you know, right. You, but were you, you got, still making movies with your brother at this point? Um, no, no, he had moved on to a uh, university. So why did you care about how they were doing it? I was interested as far as like, uh, production and how to move my own art forward. Okay. So what kind of you art could do you it, doing? You could do it without you could do without sound. Yeah. It'll make stuff with sound better. Right. Right. No, it's like playing guitar. You learn on acoustic first and then you can wail on electric. Heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um no I'm just trying to understand what was going on in your life that was uh motivating you to it do that. It was pretty tumultuous, brother. <laughs> well, 
I, I mean, as far as artwork goes, because if you had stopped doing the stop motion with your brother, but you mentioned, you did briefly mention you were doing some other kind of art. What kind of, what other kind of art were you doing in your teens then that, that, that this sculpture, was part of sculpture, um, fine line, draw, well, fine line. That's a shitty term. Uh, drawing sculpture. Okay. I would draw my concepts and then sculpt them and then, um, mold them and then make them into like latex molds and, you know, stuff like that. And until I got into silicone, which was way later, but, it was, Were uh, you already planning on getting into like yes. being an effects artist at this yes. point? Yes. Ah, okay. I was ready to be an effects artist at seven years old. Okay. Or to be an effects artist. Uh, my 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 goal was to uh, hang out with Tom Sabini and Dick Smith in, in Connecticut or Pennsylvania. But uh, you know, seven year old doesn't have a bus ticket, so there you go. All right. So <laughs> now, now I have the context that makes it li- make a little more sense why you're going back to the silent films. Cause if you would, if you'd made the decision to do that at seven, then obviously that's, that's your backstory for that detail. Yeah. So I guess in your teenage years, not just the silent films and, and I'm guessing you took art classes and stuff like that. All of this a was couple, a preparation. A Actually, our classes were just watching my friends, you know, it's like, you know, you had friends who were artists taking classes or something. Uh, no, it's just, you know, just looking at life. <laughs> oh, so it's like you see how things are popping off, you know, I'm guessing you continued doing, uh, you know, participating in Halloween as a teenager. Um, yep. any favorite or least favorite costumes from that part of your life? In my teens, it was a lot of vampires. Okay. People wanted to be vampires. So I, my main gig was making people tasty, and mm-hmm. giving them fangs. Hmm. Fun for the first time, but after the 36th time, like, oh. <laughs> gets a little old after a while. Like, Come on, man. Don't you guys want to be Luke Skywalker again? Come on. <laughs> put on that, put on that Stump mask. Of hand. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to run around naked as a devil? What's up? <laughs> How about we go outside the box and make you look like a cracked porcelain doll or make you look, you know, like something that crawled out of the ocean that's covered in seaweed. And you, you know, every part of you looks like you stink. <laughs> okay. Well, what are you trying that, to say? <laughs> <laughs> I right, man, come on the fog, bro. The fog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. Rob O'Tee, man. Rob O'Tee. <laughs> then I saddled it up into my twenties. And that's when I started really doing film. Well, let's jump to that. So sure. when you say started doing film, you're talking about working on them yourself. Being offered the opportunity to actually work on a film. Okay. Um, which was a blessing. Well, setting aside the stuff that you worked on, what were, what were, or have been some of the things that you were a fan of in your adult life related to special effects or horror in general? Sure. Jeez. So many. Because there's been so many, uh, you know, what, like, what are the top three that come off the top of your head? Um, it follows. It's a good one. Okay. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Love the soundtrack. Right. <laughs> it's just brooding the entire time. There's a there's a background of doom in the entire film. Mm-hmm. Same dudes did um, uh, the guest, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's actually a, it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool flick. Mm-hmm. Good narrative. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm a like I said, I'm a big fantasy fan too as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought Avatar was pretty dope. 
Yeah. And okay. they took them forever to make that, but how much work went into that? Yeah, sequel's coming. Twenty thirty. My mind. Yeah. No more years. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I guess it's going to take them that long to make the sequel. Yeah. Anyways, I think they've I, already done the the film, but uh, you know the CGI part of it is. Well, yeah, you know those yeah. guys. That's not my forte. I, I wish I knew what those guys know as far as. Uh, computer animation and stuff mm. like that. But that's not me. I'm more practical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it follows Avatar. What else jumps off your head? You want to talk practical? They were pretty good. Pretty good couple of ones that came out in the last couple of years. Like You know what? Um, That series, um, Penny Dreadful. Yeah. I couldn't get wonderful, into it, man. Wonderful Just, effects. Uh, the first yeah. the first episode is like werewolf destruction. <laughs> and I was like, wow, damn. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of threw it at the wall dude you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. see what sticks mm-hmm. this i mean atlanta has been pulling a lot of really cool stuff oh yeah yeah i'm not really a fan uh, you know, of the walking, walking dead, dead series, i mean you got K- there's, there's a lot of that there. doing all the effects on that and stuff like that greg nicotero mm-hmm. howard Berger, you know all stuff like that the effects dude, are, those guys are on it yes. if i could like take eight hours of my day and drive up to that studio and apply i would as a fan, uh, yeah. has there been anything in horror as an adult that scared you? Oh, no. <laughs> nah. No? Not a thing. <laughs> Not one. Not one really? thing. Okay. When was well, last- I mean, I wish, I wish. I'm waiting for it because here's the thing, man. I used to go through haunted houses, right? And um, be like, oh, they're going to pop over here. Mm. This guy's going to pop over here. This, that, right. and the other. And I ruined my entire experience by walking through diagnosing the haunted house that I was walking right. through. Right. And, I was and that's never- why a minute ago, when, when you started talking about the films that you worked on, I backed off and I said, no, as a fan, let's talk about the things you're a fan of. Because when you, just like you say, when you get to a point in, where this is your job, you start dissecting it. There's no emotion there. It becomes so more of a technical that's why, thing. Yeah. Yeah. When you get an element of creep, like, uh, it follows mm-hmm. or uh you know american guinea pig mm-hmm. there's that there's that little bit of oh you know mm-hmm. it's just like oh okay yeah so you're- that tick that, that 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 speaks to me because it's like yeah okay oh there it is there's the uh there's that crazy ooh, pop that you know you're scared of so if it hasn't happened in your adult life when was the last time that you saw something that scared you uh, oh man um two weeks ago <laughs> three, weeks, three weeks ago and what was that i was working the door at a bar taking I, I needed some extra money so i sat there at the door of the bar in ebor and was mm-hmm. checking ids and then somebody started like popping off with a gun oh shit oh. and then the whole the whole street like ran towards us Jesus. and bombarded the door and i was like dude it happened like that it was like in a second as soon as the gunshots went off, everybody ran at us, and I was like, "I'm out of my element right now." Mm-hmm. And oh, they stormed us, and we tried to shut the door, and it was like, right out of like Day of the Dead or Twenty Eight Days. Seriously, that's like, like that's that. like a horde kind of situation, you know? They're all rushing out. Well, like yeah, that. everybody was running, and it was they they didn't give a rat's ass about who was in front of them or whatever. They just all started hitting doorways, and I was I was in front of one of them. And that was pretty scary. Yeah, that was pretty scary. I would say I that's mean, a fairly real. It happened. Like I said, it happened in a second. I heard pop, pop. Uh-huh. And then boom, 
rushed. And I was like, oh, it's crazy. I actually had a friend, uh, you know, on Facebook a couple of days ago posted about that. So, oh, the Kansas right City. There. Yeah. Well, it was all the, you know, the thing is, is that normally Ebor is a really cool place, but uh, my home for 20 years, you know, right. I well, it's always, in, it's always had this, uh, you know, it's right well, on the it's edge got of a so nice street kind of stigma to it. You know, it's like, it's a party place. Everybody wants to go there when the cruise ships come in or whatever, you know, everybody comes down there. It does. But like, what I'm trying to say is bad things have always happened there. It's just not a regular occurrence. No, it's not. No, my favorite part of Ebor is on a Wednesday afternoon, walking around and feeding the chickens. Eat. <laughs> yeah, the chickens. <laughs> I love the chickens, but you know, uh, no, just hanging out with locals, mm. you know, it's always the, um, it's always the tourists that are caused the ruckus, man. You know, maybe so. that's why they illegalized all the drugs over in Amsterdam for everybody. Who's not a resident, you know, fuck you tourists. Really? Ruining it. Well, it's, that's what I heard. I haven't fact checked that, but I've never been across the pond, mm. man. So, I don't know. Don't know about that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're over it. <laughs> right. But in, um, uh, going back to like horror business stuff uh sure. what was what was the last piece of artwork that scared you scared me um or disgusted mm. you or gave you some emotional response oh i well i can say emotional um Guillermo del toro's uh crimson peak uh because he used the ghosts in that were um modeled after uh there was a book when i was a kid called the bog people okay and it was basically uh this is in scotland mm. i believe or england somebody like in scotland but they they would bury people in a peat right. bog but the thing is the peat bog would preserve all these yep. bodies right like perfectly so when they pulled them out of the water you know they they actually thought they were like recent recent yeah. murder yeah they thought they were recent then they realized they're like oh no these guys are wearing medieval clothing and stuff like that and um guillermo um modeled his ghosts after the uh the warped petrified or preserved you know characters and i thought that was pretty cool man because i knew it the moment i saw it i was like bang that's where he got that from you know i was like okay I read that book when I was like nine, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I knew the image, the way he modeled his character. So that was really cool. Dude. But again, it was still Hell, like Hellboy. a positive experience in that you recognize something. Yeah. You know what, man? It is. I'm, I'm, I'm really scared. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, real life scares me, but you know, fantasy, you know, I'm, I'm totally down with it. It makes me happy. It makes, it makes my right. day better. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that and at all. Just, I'm just, where I was going with that. Does that no. sound off? Does that no. sound off? No. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> Dude, thanks, bro. <laughs> no, I was just shooting for something uh, that that might tell me something about your character or your your background or something. That's all. But if if you're not somebody who gets scared easily or often, then well, that's the thing, man. Is um, like I said, when I was a kid, I decided to you know you can't beat them, join them. Mm. said that before uh mm. so and to look at things with a um a scientific eye or you know it's like 
Is this really happening? What's going on? So there's lots of different kinds of horror though. So sure. like there's like, for example, body horror doesn't no, not at all. get to you no, at all or no, not at all. No, I like the, uh, the mentalism mm. stuff. Like, like you said, you mentioned Cthulhu earlier, mm. HP Lovecraft, that kind of stuff. That kind of, kind of horror. The, uh, the internal. Yeah. Mind mm. F, if you will. That, mm. that's, that actually gets, you know, that's something you have to dwell on. And that actually, you know, mm. when someone makes you think about thinking, you know, that's when it starts getting creepy. What's creepy about that? Oh, uh, you know, because you kind of get in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and you know if you, you start to chase about, thought like, processes in circles in your well, own yeah, head, yeah, like, you start question when you start questioning your own depiction of reality. Yeah. That's where H.P. Lovecraft really comes in because he's like, he's like, you know, this is not what you think it is, kind of deal, and then you figure it out. So why does that bother you? Oh, it doesn't bother me. It's just, it's just intriguing. It's like, all right, man, oh. somebody's going mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you follow, you follow the story, and it's fun. You should watch them walk through an entire, you know, narrative. Yeah. Hmm. Let me ask a couple questions that are not just um, any one period of your life, but like all for your entire life. Uh, what would you say is your favorite movie of all time? The Thing. Nice. John Carpenter's The Thing, 1984. Mm-hmm. Not the remake? America, Wayfold, Oh, shit, fuck. I got a couple. Oh, <laughs> right. I, it's I always going on for days. See, we really got to make this like, you know, it's a top five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> the Lost Ark. <laughs> okay. Let's start with The Thing. Why is that? Why do you oh, like that movie? Because so it's amazing. I've, I've got it tattooed all over me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really have the severed head with the crab leg coming out of tattooed on me. So mm-hmm. there you go. But no, I actually, uh, Rob Botin and Stan Winston's effects changed my life when I was a kid. Cause I was like, you could freaking do that, dude. And yeah. And so I got into doing some puppetry and, you know, sculpting and, 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 you know, latex and all kinds of other jazz. And then when I got, more familiar with other materials, you know, as far as molding and casting and fiberglass and stuff like that. But it was very inspirational. So yeah, that, that one, definitely the fog, the fog, Rob Boutine again, mm-hmm. John Carpenter again, but either way, you know, you know, the first, the first one that freaked me out was, uh, Dracula, Dracula freaked me out. What freaked you out about it? Um, because there was, impending doom in the darkness mm. go to sleep you're gonna get killed <laughs> you know <laughs> kind of deal and I was, as a kid i was like we're talking about here black I mean, and white black and white a- bella lugosi i was like okay oh, yeah that one. i was totally freaked out by it then of course frankenstein i felt empathy for especially with the flowers and the pond scene and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you know the hunchback of notre dame you know when it was Lon Chaney up there and the people parading him and he was like boy, boiling oil on him and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, get it. Slightly different question. Right. Is there one movie that you've watched more times than any other thing? <laughs> Same answer for both. Okay. Oh, I, mean, I can answer that. I, I, there's several, <clears throat> the thing definitely. No, the thing, and return of living dead. Okay. Yeah. Totally return of living dead. Yeah. Fabulous. What do you like about return of the living dead? So fun. It's so much fun. 
so really many jokes. And yeah, I mean, it's cool like effects. it's a good combination of classic zombie slasher gore plus a shit ton of comedy. Yeah, well, you know, the comedy is just for levity because yeah. it's so horrific that you get the scared part going on and then they mm-hmm. drop a joke in and it kind of dials it down a little bit to keep you hooked, which mm-hmm. is a testament to a great narrator. It's like, oh, man, I got you right here. You're freaking out. Here's a little bit of levity. And then bang, they hit you with another bunch of horror and you're like, oh, man. And they hit you I wonder with if they do that comedy. as almost like a like a safety net because if it's like you know hundred right. percent horror gore in your face, there will be those that aren't interested in that because they don't like horror that much. Well, so yeah, but maybe a dash of comedy, and it's like, all right, we get that much more. Look at on. Evil Dead, you know, yeah. or you know, <clears throat> anything with Bruce, you know, Bruce Campbell. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it, the hooks keep coming. It's like there it is, there it ain't, there it is, <laughs> there it ain't. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's just. It's just a well-told story, you know, in my opinion. Do you see any common threads about what kinds of horror you like as far as cannibalism, occult, metaphysical? Sure. Absolutely. I'm more about the, um, monsters, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a big monster fan. It it goes back to me watching Godzilla or anything else like that. You know, the, um, Mm -hmm. just murder, murder films. Not for me. I don't care. You know, mm. it was the, the purge stuff like that. I don't, I don't find any um, attraction to it because it's just like man, mm. just shoot them, man. But oh. they're wearing creepy masks yeah, with, again, with LED you know, laser X's on their eyes. All you gotta do is shoot them, man. They're done. <laughs> so you know, I, so, I don't, I don't. You know, things that are fantastic that have otherworldly abilities. That's kind of what I'm attracted. Okay, stuff yeah. like that. You know. Mm. Hmm. Oh shit! That doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> he just did the. He just. Uh, you well, just did the principal. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. How did that make you feel? <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah. Oh damn! It's like Chris. How did you? Well, how did you mess up right now? <laughs> well, I thought I had found something, but then I backed off on it well, because I it, realized man. maybe not. So, <clears throat> well, here's what I was thinking. Sure. I I'm still coming back to the question of why horror as opposed to other things that you other genres that you could find that same thing. You know what? I can't really, I can't really honestly know where it comes from. It's just, I'm attracted to it. Let me, let me try asking the question a different (laughs) way. Go ahead. If you look at like superhero movies or, and and look at the villains, Mm. are you as interested in those as as the monsters in the horror movies or not? I'm kind of interested in the backstory of the villain. I don't like to take things at face value. I like mm-hmm. look into things. So, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, this guy is pissed off because, you know, having a bad day or, if, here's, <laughs> here's what or I was, he had a bad upbringing. Here's where I was going like, with that. Right. Here's here's where I was going with that. I was actually expecting you to say no, and then I was going to ask why not, and hope that you could, you know, say s- some reason why you're not interested in them. But it's kind of funny you stymied me on I'm that. Very, because like, I'm no, very actually, interested. I actually, I'm more <laughs> interested in the um, the people that are doing wrong, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> because you know it's like what happened, dude? And somebody just gave you a hug. What's up? <laughs> 
I mean, seriously, it's like Magneto, dude. Come on, man. You grew up in Auschwitz. What's up, son? Come and give me a hug. You got power, dude. Do it for good. Not be a dick. Um, give it to me. No, I'm. I'm just thinking. Okay, so we're still back on on the why horror thing. Okay, well, let's, I, let's I, keep going with that. I mean, I've already asked the question. Like, <laughs> why horror? Because I, I love it. I love it. I love everything well, about it, about the fantasy. I love everything about the, the you know the, the characters. I love everything about um, the brutality and the the denouement, if you will. The French. The what? The denouement. The French for the uh, everything. Yeah, I, everything yeah. comes around. The conclusion. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's a relief. It's a it's a visceral experience. It's an emotional experience watching you know horror films, and especially the old ones. You know, when they do it right. You know, and then it's a uh, it's fun, man. You know. <laughs> but thank you. Thank thank you for getting that because it is. It's just fun. It's flat out fun. All right. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things there. If we were to sum it up, I mean, you definitely have the background, the history with your, your, your father and your brother. Um, so, I, I mean, I think we've got some answers. I was just hoping to dig a little deeper on that. Well, one. let's go like, for it, man. Where do you want to go? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done digging. I mean, I, uh, I had been hoping to, but all right. I, I don't know that we're going to go any deeper I, I on dis- that. I disappointed. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, All to right. me, from the beginning of the interview to, to now, it sounded like um, your interest in horror is um, stemmed from uh, initial influences, like your dad giving you the uh, the Dick Smith book and the uh, the stop motion animation with your brother. But overall, it sounds like you're just kind of you're, you're a, um, a I don't want to say cheerleader or some other word for it, but um, a supporter for the underdogs. And there's more of that present in horror than anything else like sci-fi or fantasy because you know you always have these these dark and brooding characters in in horror movies and stories and if it's done right then you know they're they're more complex than just a mean monster they actually have a backstory exactly well so i just there is one thing i just thought of which is that in horror those are the main characters yes ah i mean yeah they're if you think about it from a from a comic book perspective mm-hmm. the comic book hero is the main character the villain is is the secondary character yeah, correct but like the thing the thing is is the main character if you think about McCready? freddy and jason not hmm? mccready who's the main character it's always mccready freddy or jason yeah right, right. that's right. the thing that's where you that's where the narrative takes a toll i mean it takes a take a twist because you think you're rooting for the girl that's running away or whatever, or the dude that's trying to like not die and stuff like that. The point being is that the actual character in the entire film is actually the monster, which is I'm think of creature of the black lagoon. You don't remember who the fuck was on that boat, but that's exactly you remember that monster, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm bad with names. I could not name a single one of the female victims of any of the horror movies that we've talked about. Yeah, but like, you remember the monster, right? Exactly. Boom. That's my narrative right there. <laughs> yep. So, okay, okay. There you go. That's it. That's why I love horror films because they're iconic characters um, in so much that you identify with. Somewhat, or yeah, hope to well, anyway. No, you know, partially, you know, it, it it they're different, you know, but everybody wants to be noticed, kind of deal. 
And that's where mm-hmm. there's, I mean, Ooh, even if it emer- wait, in a murdery, wait, 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 in a murdery wait, wait. state, but yeah, well, it's no, kind of no, no. crazy. Well, wait, no, wait a minute. Back up a second. Sure. Uh, wanting to be noticed. Middle child. Oh man. You, are you totally doing this to me right now? Bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was that an element? Do you think that's an element? Uh, apparently it is now. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. Ma- I'm not making it one. I'm asking you if it feels relevant to you. No, not at all. I'm. I'm kind of a pretty flamboyant dude. So, well, maybe, but maybe because you were the middle child, that was how you got attention. Could be. Could be. Huh? I think middle yeah. child theory is a myth. I believe so as well. I don't know. I wasn't a middle child. I. I'm just throwing it out there because it was something that well, I've heard a, in a the point past. Of contention, and- right on. There you go. I threw it to the wall. I threw it to the wall. It didn't stick. Okay. <laughs> no, dude, it totally did. Throw that in. Keep that in. Dude, come on, man. That's some, I'll, I'll that's keep it funny, in. That's some funny shit right there. <laughs> keep that in, too. <laughs> no, I, I think we got some good answers. Oh. So before we close out, do you, you want wanna... more horror movie stuff? No, I was going to ask if you wanted to pitch anything uh, at the end of the call. Uh, Blue Mountain Mastering, man. These the guys that hooked me up with the studio to talk to you guys. Sweet. Thank them for us. Yeah. yeah. Tony Becker, mastering guy from Nashville. Yeah. Cool, cool. Other than that, uh, Rob Barrett from Cannibal Corpse. Okay. You know, helped me out. So, someone here is nice. like that. And uh, that's about it, bro. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah. Um, and thank you to out there, but uh, for anybody who's listening, um, come do visit us at horrormixeshappy.com. Uh, we've got a list there of people that we'd like to interview. If you can help us connect with any of them, or if you know anybody that you'd like to have added to the list, let us know. Um, you can also hit us up on social media. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, support us on Patreon. There's a link on our merch page. Uh, yeah, just let us know how we're doing. <laughs>